I was drifting away on life's pitiless sea when the angry waves threatened my ruin to be when away at my side there I dimly described a stately old vessel and loudly I cried ship a Once again, we say welcome aboard. It's good to be with you at this time. Brother Munn speaking. Our program here called The Mariner's Call. Oh, our opportunity to be with you by means of radio from the old banks of the Bonsacour River, the southernmost part of the state of Alabama here in the United States of America. Uh, just thank you for welcoming us into your home. I hope we have something today that will be interesting to you and something that will help you as a child of God. And then, oh, if you're not a Christian, something might be said that might provoke you to want to know Jesus Christ as your personal Savior. In the book of Genesis, in fact, we'll be in Genesis chapter 6 and looking at a couple of verses here. And uh, we're going to be talking about the first naval architect and marine engineer. The first naval architect and marine engineer. If you ever like to touch base with us, and I'll be honest with you, I'm a human being. And I like to know that there are people that's there. And I do like to get letters that say, Brother Mom, we enjoy your program, you know. And I'm, you know, I'm just a human. And if you like to get in touch with us, we're as close as the keyboard. If you have access to a computer, uh, uh, thinking about your iPhone, even access to the Internet, it's just FOMM dot O-R-G. That'll bring you to us here at Fishers of Men Ministries International, F-O-M-M dot O-R-G. Just a simple website and uh, go through, look, uh, leave us a message. If we can help you, uh, please uh, let us know. In the book of Genesis, Genesis chapter 6, the first naval architect and marine engineer. Who would this be? All the way down to verse 8, Genesis chapter 6, verse 8. But Noah... Ah, there we go. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. A naval architect, all right? We think about the design of ships. We think about the engineer, all right? He's going to see that it operates properly, you know. Who do we find in such here in Genesis chapter 6? His name is Noah. Naval architect. By the way, that's my son's occupation. My son's name is Andrew Munn, just like mine. So we have different... Uh, middle names, and uh, he's been doing this all of his life and uh, designing some of the most beautiful vessels that you've ever seen, you know. And I guess this is in his genes because my grandfather, on my mother's side, his name was Hillary Nelson, and uh, there were just a few meager tools he could take and uh, uh, produce something that, as far as a commercial fisherman would be concerned, a boat, a, a vessel that he could use to make a living with, they just knock your eyes out. Just, just beautiful. Naval architecture, marine engineer, uh, Noah, build a boat. Yes, all the way down to verse 14. Make thee an ark of gopher wood. And then he gives, God gives him the drawings. 
can't build a boat. It's kind of like building a house. You have to have drawings, you know. Where do you get these drawings from? Verse 14, 15, and 16. Ah, oh, it's going to be a boat. It's going to be about 450 foot long. Wow. 75 foot wide, 45 foot high. As far as this boat is concerned, a, by the way, let, let me insert this. Uh, a good rendition of this, if you go on your, go on your computer, uh, of, uh, we think about a reasonable facsimile to such, is in northern Kentucky, the state of Kentucky. And you can look it up. You can just put the Ark uh, Encounter, I believe. And there is, I have been there, and they built an Ark. My, you can see it for miles, you know. And he said, you really believe that story? story? Oh, yes. You would think about the stories we tell the kids, Adam and Eve, and Noah and the Ark, and Moses and Joseph, and David and Goliath, Daniel the lion's den, Peter and the fishes there. Why, why are those in the Bible? You know what I find? I find the writer uh, to the church at Corinth there in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. He talks about those in the Old Testament. Why would we have preserved for us an Old Testament with just a bit of history? Because we're interested in Jesus Christ and serving him and his soon coming. What about this Old Testament? What about these people? All of those stories are in the Bible for a reason. They're written as examples and therefore our admonition. You said, what? I'm to look at their lives and see if there's something in their life that can help me. So as far as this naval architect, this man by the name of Noah, is there something about his life that can actually help me? I mean, somebody that uh, we think about 3,000 B.C., you know, <laughs> thousands of years ago. Someone said at a normal rate of reproduction in Noah's day, there was about, there's a, over four, had to be over 4 million people the location is Babylonia here, and uh, we are, are going to, what I want to do is I want to look at just some practical things about this man's life that might help me and you, especially those of you that belong to Christ, uh, to help us to live for God. Let me just give you an illustration. All right, now, what was the day and age like? Noah's day and age like, all right? Quite like it's going to be in the future for us here. As it was in the days of Noah, oh, so shall it be in the days of the Son of Man. All right, verse 5 of Genesis chapter 6. And God saw that the wickedness uh -oh, of man was great in the earth, so much that it says this, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Man uh, into apostasy so bad, verse 6, it says, And it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth, and it grieved him as it, at his heart. What? Everybody. <laughs> we think about the, the entire world had gone to pot. We think about wickedness and evil, you know. It was everywhere. But you know what I find? But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a just man perfect in his generations, and Noah walked with God. How? how? We say, how are you going to apply this today? I'm going to say this. Noah walked with God when it was hard. Are you listening, sir? I try to make this simple. Noah walked with God when it was hard. You know, people tell me, they said, it's, Brother Mon, it's hard to live for God now. There's evil bombarding me. Uh, there's so much to get into. 
There's so many temptations. The devil is so powerful. You know, nations have gone into apostasy. I cannot, I, Noah did. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah was a man, all oh, that lived for God, no matter what. So I cannot tell myself, oh, we live in a day and age where <laughs> it's not as bad as Noah's day. If Noah can do it, sir, so can you. We have no excuse not to live for God. Are you listening? No excuse for not living for God. Because Noah, you said it's just so what Noah did. And if Noah could do that, certainly Noah's body of flesh just like me and you. What else can I learn about Noah? In the chapter 6 and verse all the way down to verse 14, God said unto Noah, Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Okay, we just read that and said God told Noah to build an ark. <laughs> a boat, 450 foot long, 75 foot wide, 45 foot high. Did God bring the building material in there to him? No. Did God uh, tell him, you said, just tell your boys to go get us some semis and head on down into Babylon and pick up some two-by, four-by, six-by material? <laughs> no. The wood... Make thee an ark of gopher wood. Um, some say that this is of the cedar family, which would be like we have in the area that I, I'm in, that boats were made out of, juniper and cypress, you know. Where was the wood that Noah was going to build a boat with? It's standing in the ground, <laughs> roots in the ground. Can you imagine with your mind the complexity of... <laughs> Uh, the job that God gave him, and how it was just—it just just looking at it, just 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 impossible. It's just impossible. Yet he was obedient when the task was hard. I wish I had time to get into this a little bit. What about me and you, sir, ma'am, young person? You know, God has something for you to do. Just like God told Noah, make the ark. God didn't tell me to build a boat. Oh, but He told me some other things. And you know what I'm to be doing? I'm to be obedient in it. You know, I've heard people say, Brother Juan, I feel as if God wanted me to such and such, but I just couldn't do it. It was just too hard. Noah did. Are you listening? Noah did. The task, <laughs> the equipment he had to work with. Were they going to be able to saw a tree down and then they saw it in parts whereby you could put together the – it's just – there's just no way, you know, just looking at it, just at face values, uh, value, just the task was so hard. So with me and you, all right, Noah walked with God when it was hard. Noah did what God said, build the ark. You know what Noah's answer was? Chapter 6, verse 22, thus did Noah according to all that God commanded him, so did he. Let me encourage you, sir, what God wants you to do, he'll help you to do. I can't his heart. Noah did. Not only that, but Noah warned his neighbors of impending judgment. Nothing is said here in chapter 6 about that, about Noah being as Simon Peter, the old fisherman, in 2 Peter chapter 2 and verse 5. You know what he said about Noah? He said that Noah was a preacher of righteousness, a preacher of right living. So I know Noah must have over the bulwarks of that boat many a time, over the stern, over the bow, looked and saw massive amounts of people maybe laughing at him and mocking him. And I'm sure he said, 
God is going to bring a flood. The judgment of God is going to fall on the earth. Oh, God has me to build the ark. Oh, would you consider? And, you know, people shake their head. No. As far as results is concerned, Noah got little to no one, just his family, you know. You said, what are you saying, Brother Mon? Noah warned others of impending judgment. That's my responsibility. You said, it's hard, Brother Mon. Noah did. You said, people not listening. Noah did. I have no excuse. And, you know, if we do that, we got a promise here in chapter 8 in verse 1. What? I want to live for God, even though it's hard. Uh, I, want to, I want to complete the task that God has in front of me, even though I don't see how I'm going to be able to do it. I need to tell people of impending judgment that's coming. Chapter 8, verse 1. All right. Now, Noah has been in the ark day after day after day, month after month after month. And the Bible said this, And God remembered Noah and every living thing. And God remembered Noah. God knows who you are, sir, ma'am. God knows where you are. God knows your situation. Oh, cannot we look at the life of Noah and say, you know, if he could live for God when it was hard, so can I. If he finished the task that was impossible, surely God can help me with this. I find it hard to witness to people, but God can give me a mouth that can talk to others about his son, Jesus Christ. I could warn, maybe I cannot win, but I can warn the wicked of their wicked way. And then know in my heart that God hears and God knows and God remembers. And sir, God knows where you are. Oh, could I just get you to keep trusting and keep moving on? Oh, if you, my friend, are unsaved, you've never trusted Jesus Christ as Savior, what Noah preached was judgment was coming. They laughed and said, no, it's impossible, but their refusal did not take and cancel out the judgment. Would you choose Christ? Would you look to Christ? Would you trust him to be your Savior? The life of Noah. Until next week, this is Fisher Munn saying goodbye.